Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. It's Thursday, January 18th, 2018. And once again, I have the luxury of having your guys' time and two incredible guys that are sitting in front of me, their time with me. Guys, I've been looking forward to this all week. How are you guys doing? Very good. Very good. It's warming up a little bit here and... Uh... Looking forward to getting into the uh, the episode tonight. Yeah, we're doing really good. It's uh, it's not warming up here. It's getting colder here. And uh, but no, I'm excited about the topic. It's something new, something we haven't talked about, and I'm ready to get into it. Do you guys go sledding? Before we get into the topic, I wanted to ask you guys this: um, when you when you guys had that big snow down there, Justin, did you guys go sledding at all? Is there a sledding hill that maybe you makeshift slides or anything or sled or anything? No, because the elevation in our house is like 12 feet above sea level. So we don't have like hills or anything like that. Now we made snowmen. We made a few snowmen. Okay. I think I posted them in the group. One was a Disney one. And uh, so that was fun. I mean, it was, it was Rye's first time really seeing snow too. So she had never seen it. So she wanted to be out there as much okay. as she could, but we didn't really have snow clothes either. So it was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, how about you, Mike? Do you guys go sledding at all? Yeah, you know what? Back when I grew up in Queens, uh, obviously it's the city. So we used to go to the local golf course. Casino Park had a place we used to call Suicide Hill, which was great. Uh, and there's a couple of parks around here that we go to. Uh, the problem is they get very crowded very quickly. And um, it can be hard to you know jockey for a spot. So we try and keep it local. We do stuff around the house. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it a lot as a kid. My kids go once in a while. Unfortunately, I'm stuck working a lot during snow. You know, I get stuck on snow duty. So I can't, right. I can't enjoy right. the snow activities with my kids as much as I'd like to. I went sledding yesterday for the first time in, in many years. Last year, we, we, we attempted it. The hill wasn't packed. You know, if the hill's not packed down, you're not going to get a very good slide, right? So, uh, you know, we, we attempted it last year a little bit. It was cold. Well, it was beautiful. So we took the kids out yesterday. Man, I hurt. I don't know when's the last time you've done it. <laughs> I don't know why I saw enjoyment in that. I mean, they loved it. Man, I got in that thing, and it was every bump, and and it, it hurts. Come on, Dad, go down the go down the hill with me and whatnot. That's one of those. I had one of those profound moments where I thought, <laughs> maybe I'm getting too old for this sledding, and and I think that's a justified um, feeling, you know, where it's like, okay, if something hurts when you're doing it, maybe it's not for you, and I was just curious if you guys have, have went down that road with the sledding, you know, I mean, I know you're in better shape than I am, but... Space Mountain on ice, <laughs> that's, that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> you know what, Ex- you, know, you know, you get beat right. up at the end of it, but uh, you do it for the kids, so it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, point taken, point taken. All right. You guys ready to get into the show? Absolutely. Tonight we're going to talk about Ratatouille. And I kind of want to delve into not only um, our friends across the pond, uh, the ride they have. Do you This Pixar movie is, is over 10 years old already. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. It, you know, it came out in 2007. I cannot believe that it's already that age right there. 
when Pixar released this movie, now to me, a movie about a rat is probably something that's the most unappealing thing that that I'd want to sit and watch. And you both have seen the movie, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, definitely. The yeah. after watching it, was Remy, who was the lead character, uh, the rat? Is he not the coolest rat in the world? Yeah, you know, you can you can take any kind of character, even if it's something you wouldn't like. You can give him a personality, and personality goes a long way. And I feel like they gave him that good personality. They gave him that loving. Uh, you know, I mean, you fall in love with the fish. You fall in love with the raccoon. There are so many different other movies that Pixar puts out, and you know. You just fall in love with the character itself, so it doesn't really matter what the actual character is physically. It's the it's the uh, personality you fall in love with. Well, the storyline too. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of a uh, someone chasing a dream that they don't, you know, that most people say is not attainable, but they they keep going and they keep going until they finally get it. So, and and I love Patton Oswalt. The the he's the guy who voices his comedian voices Remy and. Uh, I think he does a fantastic job, and I think this movie is one of the most underrated Disney Pixar movies that that's been put out for sure. Do you ever think that we'll we'll see a Ratatouille two, with uh with the, especially with uh, the direction that Disney's taken this? Yeah, I mean I do. I, I think if they're going to put something in the parks, they're not going to let it become irrelevant for the next generation. Yeah, and, and it's it's won awards, and it did good in the box office. So anything that, you know, obviously it's a business when it comes down to it. Anything that makes money is going to warrant another episode. So I think they're going to come out with another one. There's already a ride that's made over uh, with our friends across the pond, like I mentioned before. And I've never had an opportunity to even see Disneyland Paris. I, I don't think either of you have either. No, no, just okay. through YouTube. What do you think about that ride over there? Watching it from YouTube, I mean, there were some pretty great videos of it. I mean, what was your perception of this ride? You know, I saw that ride there, and to me, it was the Toy Story Midway Mania without the interaction. Uh, it seemed very similar. The car motion, the 3D screens, uh, that's the feeling that I got from it. It was a cross between uh, from rides that you'd be familiar with, Figment and Toy Story uh, Mania. That's my best comparison of what that uh, ride would be like. You know, I'm I'm not really into the screens, and you know we don't talk about Universal a lot in the show, but you know Universal does a lot of screens. This this that attraction reminds me a lot of the Spider-Man attraction over there, just with less, uh, you know, what fire and and kind of other things going on around you. Um, I'm hoping that you know with what's coming uh, coming stateside that we're going to get something a little different. Uh, but but you know I. It's hard to tell, too, because it's two different cultures. You know, I mean, you're looking the French people, and, you know, although they do keep that an English-speaking attraction for most of it, you know, the French people might enjoy that screen aspect more than, than we do. Okay, I'm not going to lie. With, if you were to explain this ride to me, I was hating on it. I was hating on it before I even saw it. And when I saw the video of it, it really got me excited. I actually looked at Rachel and said, I'm excited for this ride to get here. I really want to do this. The video, you know, the, as far as the screen goes, it has to be top, top. You know, they, they cannot chimp on any projections in this ride. That That's going to kill it. I would love to see a little more interaction with it, but I love the storyline. I loved how they took you through the storyline, and they actually turned you in to the size of, of a rat. 
And if you haven't had the opportunity to see this YouTube video, go look at it. They've got some great 4K videos out there. I mean, there's some incredibly clear YouTube videos, and it's a great ride. And I definitely think that it's going to be an addition to Epcot to the positive, for sure. Well, let me ask you, what do you think uh... – you know, we're not going to see this for another three years or so. So, I mean, the, the lead up to it is definitely, you know, we've, we've got a little while. By the time it gets there, do you think this is something new we're going to see in Epcot more with, are we going to see Mulan coming, a Mulan attraction? Are we going to see, you know, is, is this something that they're going to really hammer home in, in different countries going around? Is, is these attractions that bring Disney screen and World Showcase together? Well, we see it already with Norway. I mean, they were able to, you know, shoehorn Frozen in there. So I can imagine them, if they want to make the World Showcase more kid-friendly, so to speak, would have to be adding that aspect of it. You want to bring the kids into those areas. And I think they're going to do that. I think each area is going to have its own individual uh, ride-type thing. You know, like you said, with Mulan, um, you know, uh, Aladdin, right? Is that Morocco? Yeah, I mean, you can, uh, you know, you can shoehorn a lot of those things into those particular rides. I mean, it would have been cool if they would have done something like Hall of Presidents by the American Pavilion or, uh, you know, Muppets with Sam Eagle or one of those things. If you're going to add that uh, character aspect to it. But, yeah, I definitely think that the World Showcase, as the time goes, they're going to uh, add more of those uh, top name brand movie titles in there for the kids. I think, me personally... I think they're going to introduce more and more IPs to Epcot just to start driving those crowds to Epcot more. I, I know it's hard to comprehend more crowds, especially when you're you're a food and wine guy or you go down there during the busy time of year. But, you know, we keep going back to Disney is all about the people and how many people can I get in this pavilion and, and filter through this pavilion. You know, that that's what it boils down to. Me personally, I was totally 100% against any IPs inside Epcot. I just thought that wasn't the place for it, especially around the world, okay? Going forward, Justin, especially when you were, when you, you know, I'll be honest with you, I never even really gave it a second thought until you just mentioned that as far as bringing more IPs into it. I think it's exciting. I think it's really exciting. I think this is going to turn Epcot into a three-day park. You know, it really could. If you could get IPs, I mean, and, and here's the thing is, is those IPs are... Uh, whether there's, you know, zero historical facts or, or whatnot with these IPs, it is it is a symbol of pride. I mean, this is like this this is attached to this person. I mean, this is the China Pavilion. This is this is my IP, and and I think that's amazing because you open up the door for merchandise. I mean, if that's possible or whatever whatever um, agreements that the people want to make, uh, man, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great addition. They got the room for it. They can make the room for it. They just got to do it right, is my point. Yeah, but do you think they need to drive more crowds over there when you have things like the flower and garden, you have things like the food and wine, where you're walking shoulder to shoulder with people over there now? Now you're going to add in a whole factor of kids to add. Is, is food and wine going to start to go by the wayside now because you're going to factor in more of the kids stuff? Because you're going to have not. Co- cocoa over at you know uh, Mexico not. or, nope. you know. I don't, I don't think so because I've done food and wine with the kids. I've done it without the kids. And to be honest with you, um, the evening time was without the kids. In fact, I think um, 
Justin is at we we did food and wine that one night. Um, mm-hmm. What, a, what yeah, an incredible yeah. time, Mike! You didn't get to fly, you didn't fly in until a little bit later. You I came in the next I, day. I, right, I yeah. wish you would have had opportunity to go out with us that night, um, which means that you will have to make that up to us sometime in the future. Okay. Oh, actually, we got a trip coming up together, don't we? But it's yes. not going to be Disney. But well, anyways, another time. Um, the thing is, is is if you have let's say you have a crowded park in in Epcot. Um, you now you have places that people are moving into though so it's not going to be all congregated right on the streets you're going to have 500 people in norway you're going to have another 500 people in china you know what i mean where they're going to be cycling through so there's always going to be a movement of people i don't think it's going to make it more crowded but there will be more people if that makes sense no i completely agree because i think that's the whole point of these attractions is to, to st- almost store people, you know, and to have a place for people to go. And let's say you take like Ratatouille, you know, coming coming to the the, front, the France Pavilion. You know, there's let's let's say it's twelve hundred people an hour. I don't know. I haven't looked and seen. You know, if they've even announced how many it's going to flow through an hour. But let's say it's twelve hundred an hour. That means twelve hundred people are off of the streets, you know, off off of World Showcase and are into a building for an attraction. And so I think even if more people come in, it's not just people meandering around. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say it's a fair assumption. The, okay, I'm going to bring the show back to Ratatouille. Um, Ratatouille, Ratatouille, Ratatouille. You'll get you'll get a Ratatouille. Ratatouille, I I think so. I mean, I've I've been known to mispronounce (laughs) words before. It's all right. Um, It's who I am, and and I'm proud of it. The actual ride itself, going to uh, comparing it, Mike, like you said, Toy Story. The figment, I think we were talking before, you were, you were mentioning mm-hmm. like the figment, right? Okay, the, the carts were called um, ratmobiles, I believe is rat-mobiles. what the, the yep. French were mm-hmm. calling them. Yep, yep. Guys, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, look, if, if I'll call Disney out on something if I don't like it, and I think this is a, this is, this is going to be a very fun addition to Epcot. However, one thing I want to touch base on is what would you change about that or what would you introduce into it to make it a little bit more appealing to you personally? You know, I, I think that, one, how many people have seen Ratatouille? So I think a big thing that Disney could change is introducing the sequel to Ratatouille to come around, you know, come out about the same time. Uh, as far as the attraction, you know, those those if you look at those, those ride vehicles, they're pretty cool, man, because they're completely independent. Whereas with... Toy Story Midway Mania, you know, you're coming along, they come, you know, whenever you enter and exit the ride, it's the same location. These things almost like self park themselves. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah, it's not on a track. It's a track. It's, a track it's not on a track system, at all. Right. right. But they pretty much self park themselves, which I think is, is really, really neat. I would like to see, though, or, you know, more interaction as far as, and I'm hoping they have this where you have Flight of Passage with the smells. And the uh, and you know the wind and, and all that. So if you're being chased through the kitchen, you know you're smelling everything that's being cooked, and you're you the wind's hitting you in the face, and maybe if a pot turns over, you know you get that little bit of like mist in the face. So I'm hoping they go that route. I hope it's not just a uh, just screens and then a few things around you. But uh, that, I mean, if, if I'm going to do anything, it's that. It's hard to say what I would change because we haven't seen it yet. You know, are, are they going to uh, go completely different, or are they going to go? somewhat similar to Disneyland Paris. Yeah, you pretty much touched on a lot of things. I mean, not knowing all the details and what they're going to put into it, uh, I definitely think one thing they're going to have to have over there would be the character meet and greets. Uh, I don't think there's a Ratatouille uh, meet and greet now, and if you're going to dedicate a ride to that, there should definitely be an area over there so you could do that. 
uh, maybe if they open some kind of restaurant over there with a the theming and like a like a character meal, so you could have some of the characters from the movies in it as well. You know, if you're gonna have the you have the restaurants over there. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see uh, Chef de France come. You know, uh, a character meal, obviously, but uh, maybe they could add something like a like a little cafe or a quick serve. Okay. What's the name of that restaurant? Uh, is it Gusto's Gust- or? Gust- yeah, it's the. Um- yeah, Gusto's Gusto's restaurant. I mean, imagine that. I mean, you put that where like Chefs de France mm-hmm. is, and make that a meet and greet. That's, I mean, that's going to be exactly right next to where the attraction's going too. So, I mean, how cool would that be that you can go in and and uh, you know do this character meet and greet or have have it exactly the same. Um, so what 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 do you guys think about how the the size of the building that they're that they're going to uh, build to house this attraction? Dude, this immense. I mean, it looks massive from the plan. It does look big. It looks really big. Did you actually look at dimensions on it? I, I didn't even see any, like, f- footage-wise, or, or did they measure it in miles? I mean, it looks like it no, looks No, I big. didn't. Well, there's a lot of real estate behind that building, isn't there? Like, they had a lot of room to work with? Yeah, I mean, I think they uh, they could pretty much put another country in that space where Ratatouille's going. And, um, you know, they're, they decided to go go this route with it. But I, it, it, it's going to be a two-year build. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see groundbreaking on that, you know, Do later you, this did year. Did they put a cost out on what this is going to cost, this edition? I haven't. I okay. haven't seen it, if they've right. done it. Well, as far as additions for me, every time I see a ride like that, I want to incorporate some form of shooting, like kind of like the Toy Story Mania. I mean, some interaction. I want some kind of interaction. I'm not saying I got to get a machine gun on the rat, the Ratmobile. Okay, right. I don't know. Maybe throw some grapes at the um, the the chef when he's trying to you know capture you. You know, launch some cheese somewhere. I would love to see some interaction. Look, I'm gonna. I live. My family is very competitive. We are a very competitive family. And. Um, yeah, I want something that has a score. I don't want to just sit and enjoy this ride. I want to get in there and get nasty and dirty and, and start throwing some cheese at some people. So that would be my change. So I hope they make that happen. Well, I think we're definitely going to see a meet and greet. I mean, we, we've we met Remy before, uh, and that's a that's a very, very, very cool meet and greet. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't even know if they do – a Remy meet and greet in the parks or if they have done it. I've, I've never seen it. We did it on the cruise. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's we're. I think we're definitely going to see that. I know they have, uh, have the costuming for that. And, uh, and yeah, Mike, it'd be, that'd be awesome, man. Can, can you imagine being able to uh, ride the attraction, go straight in, have dinner there, you know, the kitchen set up to where it could almost be set up, like, um, be our guest to where you have the different rooms you're dining in, you're dining in, you know, the actual dining room. Um, then you're dining in the kitchen area, you know, like from the movie, and how cool would it be if they kind of did what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland where you have a restaurant overlooking the attraction? Sure. That would be a great place for screens, me personally, is if you would have that restaurant in the kitchen with that screen area there with the projection of all those guys working in, in there and cooking food in the background. Yeah. That would be great. Throw it on a loop. That would be fantastic. I would love that. Well, they do it on they do it on the cruise line. I mean, you have Animator's Palette on the cruise line, which is one of the dining rooms. To where that's what that is. It's screens. And, you know, like one of the dinners you have the uh, Turtle Talk with Crush. To where, you know, they're, they're coming around and uh, and interacting with you and, and doing all that. And Bruce the Shark is coming around. And, uh, 
so yeah, I mean, it's definitely doable. I think that's something that Disney, you know, they've they've kind of perfected. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for that that land for sure. Let's pull let's pull away from uh, France a little bit, and now that we know that Ratatouille's going in there, and let me ask you guys, you know, I'm going to put you on the spot. What IP would you like to see to go in next, and what pavilion, Mike? <laughs> Thanks. Put me on the spot. I think I'd like to see Coco in Mexico. Oh, that would be a good one. Oh, that'd, that'd be, be great. Yeah. Yep. How yep. cool would that and, be? You know, the, the three Calabros ride over there, it's a pretty cool, you know, the little water, you know, the, the Mexican small world, right, I like right. to call it. Uh, you could retheme that for the, you know, for the Coco movie. And uh, that, you could certainly do some kind of uh, meet and greets over there with those characters. So I think... Uh, if I had to pick another IP movie to throw into one of the lands over there, I would go with Coco in uh, Mexico. Yeah, that's a perfect fit. It sure is. How about you, Justin? I'm going. Uh, I'm going Mulan in China. I said it earlier, and I've always thought it would fit. Can you imagine doing an attraction through there to where you can, you know, board a uh, a ride vehicle and you go through one of the battle scenes, like the final mm-hmm. battle scene. And you know, explosions are going off around you, and 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 you know, snow's falling down like it like it was on the one battle scene. Um, that would be a really really cool. And I think are we not getting a live ad- adaptation of Mulan? That, that's, yeah, that's, at some point. I think. I, well, I think we're getting a live adaptation of just about any thing Disney. Yeah, that's ever a whole made. other topic um, there, man, because that's a sore subject. Oh. I cannot. That's one thing I, I've, oh, liked well, I've liked them. I've so liked them so far. See, there's yeah, you got. Yeah. See, my thing is, is if I don't like the actor or the actress, it kills the movie for me. How can you take? See, Jungle how can Book you ta- was... Well, see, here, you know, I'm not talking about. Listen, I'm talking about Beauty and the Beast is the one I'm. Oh, I, I like. I, it. I know you would like it, but did you see that, Mike? <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I did. I, it was pretty good. I, I liked it. I liked it. <sighs> you're you're just you're just you don't like seeing Hermione. I don't like as Harry Bell, Potter you? in my Disney stuff, and I love Harry Potter. But I don't want him to. Do- What's that poor girl supposed to do? They're not ever acting again. <laughs> well, gee, not, here's an idea. Not in the movie that Jason there's a, wants there's to see. A, there's a ton of actresses out there that are better singers than she is, who would fit the part better than she would, that they could have had come on. Out of all the people, I mean, Disney is golden by picking uh, picking somebody out of the crowd and turning them into something famous because they're good. Like Will Smith is the genie. <laughs> I see. <laughs> my point exactly. Are you kidding me right now? That's my point exactly. There's so much talent out there that you got. Disney is great for picking people out and 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 bringing them in and turning them into something. I don't know. I'm just I'm just not a fan of a lot of the actors that they're putting in there. But whatever. It's my personal opinion. It, it, why why mess with perfection is my point. Anyways. Yeah, and, but I don't know. If, if I'm picking one, it's definitely that. It's Mulan and China Pavilion. Uh, you already have a meet and greet there with Mulan, so why not? Uh, why not throw in an attraction as well? Have you guys ever been to China before? No, have not. So I was real close to getting over there, and it was just going to be a date, and uh, it was going to be in and out, and I and I didn't, and I'm and I'm regretting it. One of my most favorite countries in the world. The history is so rich there. That great. How about that Great Wall? I would love, just love. To walk on that, you know, someday. I mean, I'll, I'll do it so in the next ten years. I'll, I'll get over there. But, guys, it is uh, an incredible country. Justin, you were right on. That'd be an awesome, awesome uh, IP to bring over. What about you? Um, I would bring Frozen over to Norway. Oh, it's ingenious. I think. <laughs> Who's ever <laughs> thought of that? 
You know what though? Whenever that came, that attraction came in, I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is gonna." Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not really looking forward to this. Yeah. I think they, I think they did a great job. I thought they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I, I really. And I'm did. not even fanboying on Frozen. I thought they knocked it out of the park. I really, I did it the first time last time we went when when I met you guys down there. First time I rode Frozen, I got done with the ride. I looked at my wife and said, "That was great. Thank you for fast passing that. That was great. I really enjoyed it." Yeah, I mean to go with an established ride system. And and to come up with that, yep, yep. I thought they did a great job. Mike, did you did you do Frozen yet? We've done it a few times. Yeah, we did it on the last trip, and we did it on the one before, and I think it was great. And our upcoming trip, we have it fast pass for that as well too. Okay, because I mean, I am I am all Norwegian. I'm all I am all about the Viking heritage. I am all about Viking lore and all that good stuff. It's who I am. I'm proud of it. And I was very bitter when this whole not my Norway, you know what I mean, when mm-hmm. when they decided mm-hmm. to do that. I, I felt good after watching that Frozen because I thought they did such a great job on it. I really did. So, I mean, that's my take on that. As far as the IP that I would introduce, you really didn't leave me a lot of countries. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take one of my all-time favorite Disney movies, which is Aladdin. And I love the whole storyline with Aladdin from the riches and, and, and whatnot. And I would definitely re, uh, incorporate that into Morocco. And I think that would be a ride that would be much like, um, I could just see much like a Peter Pan ride mm-hmm. where you would actually be in that kind of a, um, a ride system. And I would, I would, like, I'm all about being visually stimulated. I want that to be just a visually amazing where you're, you're transported to the Middle East, that you are in the desert. We're going to have a boo. As your guide, I mean, I'm just throwing this off the top of my head, but that's the IP I would love to see. So, anyways, I think uh, we could do many, many, many shows on Imagineering all of Epcot, and I think it would be oh. a lot of fun. Bring Mary Poppins to, uh, or 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 oh. um, Winnie the Pooh, you know, to the UK. I mean, you you've got something for almost every country. But I think uh, I think after this first batch of uh, of new attractions and, and kind of what they're doing to Epcot. I think we're going to get you give D23 next year, we might get a announcement for new countries coming to to Epcot, to World Showcase. Yeah, and I and I hope they're good ones with good food. They, they're going to have to yeah, they're going to have to re uh Reimagine their fast pass system over there because their fast pass system with the whole the three tier is this with the test track and the soaring and the and the frozen. They, if they start adding more of these good top brand, you know, top name rides, you're gonna have to do something with the fast pass system at Epcot. It's kind of a kind of a hard fast pass pick for that. You're 100 percent right. I think it's the hardest part to fast pass because you got Illuminations, test track, soaring, frozen, all tier one. And you only get to pick one of those. And then your tier two right. is, look, I love Figment. And I, I like Nemo and everything. But those are five-minute wait times the majority of the time. So mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm spending fast passes on those. And then, you know, we, we typically do the meet and greet. But it's not out of want. It's out of necessity to use our three fast passes. Right. So I think once we see more attractions, then it will be, you know, it, it, they won't have to split that up like that. If, you know, once we get Guardians of the Galaxy and once we get Ratatouille and maybe get something else, you know, dropped in our lap here in four years or so, hopefully they'll they'll get rid of that tier system altogether. Now, you have to use all three pass passes before you can go back to a tier one if there's one open, right? Correct. Okay, so you're just burning through them just to try to get that other Soren fast pass or, or whatnot. Okay. See, the Rachel handles all that. All of it. 
and you know she's like what do you want because she pulls she's the one who's i mean for the last how many years that she's the one who's been handling that so i have an opportunity that i'm gonna have to learn how to do that and handle it myself here and um I'll figure it out. Oh, it's fun, man. That's, that's the most fun about Disney is, is or I'm not going to say most fun, but really fun is messing with your fast passes and getting the right times and, you know, planning your day. Yeah. Just what you, you have a trip coming up in uh, what, 10 days. No, we leave when, let's see, uh, we leave six days. Right. So what fast passes do you have set up for, uh, for your next Epcot trip? Uh, let's see. So we're at Epcot. We leave next Wednesday. Actually, we leave the, uh, the day this episode will drop we'll be on our way down and um we go to magic kingdom where we're meeting up with uncle tim and hanging out and um but then the next day we'll be at epcot and i am trying to think i think we have test track uh the 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 um the meet and greet character spot and i believe we're doing the movie the the pixar animated short we've never done that Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. Oh, it's good. It's, it's good one of the like best that. 3D effects I've ever seen. Mike, when they have the stage, do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about when Mickey's on yep. the stage? It is yep. amazing. Remember that. You'll, you'll, know, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is incredible. Good. I'm glad it. you said that because it was one of those that we're just kind of burning to, to do. And then we leave on the cruise, and then when we get back, we're doing Epcot on the 29th because uh, um, it is the last chance we'll get to do the Arts Festival. Okay. So we really don't have any plans. I mean, we made fast passes. I know we're doing Soren, um, but we 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 probably will skip, you know, other fast passes just to spend more time in World Showcase checking out the Arts Festival. Cool, man. Cool. Very cool. I, I'm looking forward to uh, talking about that Arts Festival soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a uh, we went last year for the inaugural, and it's a uh, it's a great time. That's a really it's a really cool. I mean, it's not as big as Food and Wine or Flower and Garden, but it's a it's a really really good time down there. I'm I'm stoked about that. Mike, have you gone down to uh, the Arts Festival before? Yep, we were down there last year because Samantha was in a cheerleading competition. I'm sorry, at a gymnastics competition at the ESPN Wide World of Sports. So we were down there for that week, and it was going on. <laughs> Every time you talk, I can see your breath. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable though. I'm toasty. I'm good. I'm, I'm warm. I'm glad you're warm. Yeah, you got, I'm sitting here you got like the buddy going. sitting here like Nana with a blanket on and my hot tea. Are you kidding me? Actually, my my whole right side is warm. My left side's a little chilly, but I'm alright. I got my hot tea right here. As a matter of fact, it's great. Guys, I had a great time visiting Epcot with you. It's always a treat to uh, kind of go down there temporarily. It brings back memories. It, it it builds excitement for what's coming. Epcot is starting to become a very very uh well, almost a favorite to me as far as parks go i mean magic kingdom is going to be my first love but man epcot is right up there and i had such an incredible time this last time with the food and the drinks and it's a it's a great time so I, i'm listen i i loved i loved going on that journey with you guys i appreciate that a lot uh, but speaking of journeys we got a bunch of amazing people in our group that are sharing their journeys with us. And I love that. We have so much fun with that. And that's going to bring us right into our Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Now, let me pull back the curtain a little bit on the Disney Dads podcast. Our, <laughs> our administrative... Um boss 
bully. <laughs> Bully's more like it. Wrote, wrote up our outline. Strong and, uh, In caps, I have, I am calling pick of the week first. So I, I, I guess I was ruled out because the bully is going to go ahead and go first. So he must have a good one, and I'm excited for this, Mike. What do you got, buddy? Well, I got to tell you, this, this, made, this made my week. This made my day. This is definitely one of the best picks of the week. And we, we have great photos all the time. We have a lot of active people in the group. But uh, Jeff Curtis gave us a picture of his little guy in his new Toy Story Land outfit. And... I can relate that to if you ever walked around an office and you see those inspirational posters on the wall with like the kittens hanging and it says, hang in there, you know, just those kind of things to put you in a better mood. If that picture doesn't put you in a better mood, I don't know what will because he just, he's so adorable. It's just the, the beginning. It's, it's a typical uh, definition of, of being a parent, of enjoying those kind of moments with the kid. And I think it was a fantastic, fantastic pick of the week. So thank you, Jeff, for that great picture, and uh, glad to see him take on the Disney tradition. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I look at pictures of Parker and Bennett when they're that age, and, guys, it goes by so fast. So, Jeff, enjoy those moments, man. It is it is, it is, an important time of uh, being a dad and being a father, and uh, thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. I loved it. Dun, dun, dun. It's Justin's turn. You want me to go next? I do, man. Yeah. Oh man, I'm torn between two different ones, and I hope whichever one I pick was the one you were gonna pick. But I'm gonna go with somebody <laughs> who uh, who's one pick of the week a few times. But Adam Austin, Adam, you and your son uh, standing in Pandora today this morning looks a little chilly, but uh, just just the happiness on his face, and he, you both just look like you're having the time of your lives, and I'm happy for you, and I'm glad your trip's going amazing, and uh, so that's my pick this week, Adam Austin. Guys, this, tell me, tell me, this doesn't every week. This doesn't get harder and harder and harder. The the, the people contributing is it's it's like I almost feel like I want to pick all of you guys because I love them all and I'm just I'm forced and you know and I, I don't ever want anybody to be like well you didn't pick my picture dude I loved your picture I know I loved your picture I'm just kind of going down the the row here but I, listen I want to give a good friend of ours Aaron White you know what before I give Aaron White the props let me go ahead and and throw a shout out to a good friend of the show, and um, I reached out to him. I haven't talked to him in a while. He's uh, in the Army, and uh, we've been talking for a while, and he's married, and, you know, I, I, I reached out with for him today, and he sent me this really incredible email back and and with some, um, I don't know if it's hush-hush news, but I'm, I'm going to leave it at that because he knows what I'm talking about. And uh, Shane, I just want to let you know that thank you once again for doing what you do. Shane, Shane Putcher, this is for you, buddy. Thank you for that, that email. It made my night. Uh, I'm just going to leave it at that, but I think it warranted me to at least give you a little bit of props on that. And um, the stuff that you got going on right now, please keep me in the loop. And please, 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 if there's anything that us three can help you with, reach out to all three of us. All right, we're all we're all three kind of waiting for uh, waiting for you to reach out to us. Okay, how's that? Fair enough. Uh, my pick of the week. I'm going to go to Aaron White now. I'm going to bring it back to Aaron. I loved. This is the one that hit home with me, guys. Picture of him with his little with his brother and his dad. And and I know they got some cool pictures of of, of you know pulling a sword up and and doing a sword fight in front of the train station there. But you got the picture of his dad and him and his brother 
right there. Looks like it's behind the castle. I love that because I can relate to that picture, Aaron. That is that is me and my boys right now. And I'm hoping someday that my boys will have that on their wall with me and them. And uh, it's uh, it's been it's 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 a great picture. Definitely. So. And Shane, thank you for your service. We we appreciate you. Absolutely, hundred percent. Guy, Shane's an incredible guy. He's uh, he's got a lot going on, and um, and he uh, he he likes to rub my ribs a lot because his. You know what? Let me let me give you let me give you a little bit of um, history with him. His family's had a family of Marines since 1890. Wow. He is the first male that wasn't a Marine, and he decided to go Army. And he's, it's, it's, it's because he didn't like the taste of crayons. He had to throw that rib rut in there a little <laughs> bit. He's just rib rut. So good guy, you know. Um, yeah, thank you again for that. Uh, guys, another, another great show, another great week. Justin, tell them how they can get a hold of us. Yeah, a bunch of different ways. Facebook, Disney Dads Podcast. Uh, same on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, it's at uh, Disney Podcast. Um, also, you can find all the other links to our social medias, our emails at our website, www.disneydadspodcast.com. There you can find our phone number, 317-WDW-DADS. You can shoot us a text or give us a call. We'd love to play your message on the uh, on a future episode or, or read your text on a future episode. If you want to be private, just let us know. We'll keep it just between us. But uh, yeah, www.disneydadspodcast.com. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. I want final words, final thoughts. Justin, you got a trip coming up, man. Have a great time. Uh, lots of pictures, buddy. Make sure you eat. Have fun on your cruise. Be safe above all, okay? No, I can't wait, man. Mike, it was great seeing you again, buddy. I know you've been busy at work. I know you got slammed with a couple new projects. No, um, you got a busy time of year coming up. Uh, it's good to see you, man. Thank you for spending the evening with me. Um, Justin, you got any final words, buddy? Yeah, we're just excited about this week for Katie and I to spend some time together and, uh, you know, get down to the parks, get on the cruise, and uh, and just, you know, have a little, have a little family adult time uh, to ourselves. But uh, also, we, I wanted to, to remind everybody, we have a, uh, a spinoff of the Disney Ass podcast coming out. And uh, it'll actually, the first episode will have already dropped by the time you hear this, this episode. And it's Walking with Walt. And it is a show that's only going to be maximum 20 minutes, most of the time 15 minutes a, uh, a week. And it's just going to kind of take you on a uh, Disney history uh, stories about the man who, uh, who became the legend that we love today and who created this world the, uh, that we love and we, uh, we talk about. So Walking with Walt, you'll be able to get it on Sunday evenings and uh, it'll be in the same feed as the Disney Dads podcast. So it'll just show up right there underneath, uh, underneath the latest episode. Mike, hit me, buddy. Send me home. Listen, I had a great time talking about Epcot with you guys tonight. Uh, obviously, there is so much to talk about when it comes to Epcot, and we've just barely scratched the surface. I mean, we have so many other topics we're going to get into and talk about then. Uh, Justin, have a great time on your trip. I'm sure we'll be chatting between now and then. Uh, you guys, you know, well-deserved some time off and relax and enjoy. And uh, I'm looking forward to the uh, new uh, Welcome with Walt podcast. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I have something to listen to besides my own voice. <laughs> so uh, so it should be good. I'm, I'm excited for that, and congratulations on that. Thanks. Gentlemen, good night. Good night, buddy. Good night, guys. Hello, everyone. This is Johnny Renfro here, and I just wanted to take a, a quick moment to thank everybody for the, the kind words and congratulating my wife and myself on the birth of our daughter, Lucy. But I got to touch on something that our host 
spoke about on the last episode. Tim Hamlin. This man is one of the most caring, loving, and compassionate guys I have ever met. From day one, he constantly called and checked in on myself and my wife during the pregnancy, after the pregnancy. Uh, so, so Tim, brother, I am glad to call you a friend and proud to have you as a family member. So, with that being said, if you guys out there have never met Tim, I highly recommend you go introduce yourself to him. You will not be disappointed. and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one Good guys, and that's a wrap. Hey guys, and make sure to check out our newest spin-off of the Disney Dad podcast every Sunday night, Walking with Walt. Walking with Walt is a 15 to 20 minute segment where we are going to dive into the history of Walt Disney and all the stories that made the man the legend we know today. So we can't wait for you to join us every Sunday to go on a walk with Walt.